Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and I'm joined by a couple of well, familiar faces, Tom Butler. Hello. And Kaz McDonald. Hello. But we also have two very special guests. One from the US, Eric from IGN US. Hello. How you doing, Eric? <laughs> I'm good. You've just got off a plane. Three hours ago. So you're pretty frazzled, right? I'm drinking Red Bull. Great. It's going to be a good pop- podcast. Mm-hmm. And Other energy also... drinks are available. Yes, there. that is true. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by Rob Kaczynski. Hi, Rob. Hello. Now, how will people know what you're most famous for? Um, they might be able to remember me as Sean Slater from EastEnders or yes. Chuck Hansen from Pacific Rim or um, nobody in this country would have seen True Blood yet, so that's coming. That's coming, <laughs> is yeah. it? Ah. So uh, I do recognise you from EastEnders and bizarrely, your mum from EastEnders, what's the name of the actress? Gillian Wright. She lives where I live. And she was you live with Gillian, right? Not in the same house. That's a bit weird. But I often see her in, in Waitrose. Other supermarkets are available. And uh, she was waiting for a cab with my wife last night. How weird is that? Uh, we, are, we, do, we do exist off screen. Like, we do have to live So somewhere. she's not your real mum? She's not my real mum. I haven't it. seen her in many years, so it'd be very, very bad she's, son. She's very well, you'll be pleased to know. Is she? Very yes. good. Very good. Lovely, she, lovely lady. You should she call your mother. I should call my mother, yeah. I know. <laughs> so on this week's podcast, we are, of course, going to be talking about your, your roles, uh, Rob, but also uh, this week's news, the talking point about Valve announcing, or well, officially confirming Steambox, and of course, the games that come out this week. But first, Kezi, you came back from Tokyo Game Show uh, well, the weekend, wasn't it? Yes, I was there for a week. How was it? Because obviously Tokyo Game Show used to be the pinnacle of gaming events around the world, and now it's more like a little limp dog. It's a bit sad. One of the halls was almost empty, and there were all these big like um, cavernous gaps between all the stands to make it look like it was fuller than it was. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was a real Surely shame. that has the opposite effect. Well, it's because there were, there were wider walkways, put it that way, so right. that the stands were spaced out. So, okay. that the, so basically all of it could have fit in maybe one and a half, two holes. Mm-hmm. Thought, but they I, spread it out. I thought I read that this year's Tokyo Game Show was the most highest attendance. They say that every year, and I'm not sure whether it's true. Oh, like uh, I mean, propaganda. It's they, they <laughs> all lies. It's, it's, I've, I've been to Tokyo Game Show six times now. I think that was my sixth, and every year it's gotten a bit sadder. Yeah. And the, the thing that's <laughs> <laughs> it has, but the, but I mean, there's still the, the weird thing about Japan is it's kind of just a bit ahead of where the whole rest of the games industry is going, in that there is nothing between you know, the huge franchise juggernauts like Monster Hunter or Final Fantasy. There's nothing between that and browser games and mobile games. That right. None of the stuff in the middle seems to exist anymore. And that's the stuff that used to fill up TGS and used to be really yeah, yeah. exciting was all, all, all that stuff random very stuff. very unique to that country. Yeah, and all, all the... filter out over here, but now it's all becoming... One. So either mobile giant or games teeny. are becoming the most lucrative game on the market, as far as I can tell. I've, I've got, I've spent ridiculous amounts of money on games <laughs> on my phone. Really? Yeah. What, what on the games themselves or the, the microtransactions? The microtransactions. Yeah. I mean, the games are always free. That's yeah. how they get. Yeah. Exactly. And then the upgrades and cheating in it costs money, and I'm just like, yes, I'll cheat, I'll cheat, I'll cheat. So I think, what, I think what have that bubble's going to burst. Sorry, go on. Clash of Clans. Anyone play that? Yeah. I haven't. No. Don't. It's like <laughs> I've put money. I've put bank into. 
that game. <laughs> and what does it get me? Nothing. How much would you say you've spent? Oh, I'm not going to say that, but really? it's a lot. <laughs> and more than my first four cars combined, what? probably. Oh, yeah, what? Like, it's it's stupid amounts of money. I have, I, but I, I, I have a major problem. I was saying this before <laughs> we went on air. I'm a completionist. Right. Like, I've done every mission in Skyrim you can do <laughs> on every kind of character, whether they're wizards, thieves, warriors, How everything. I've done everything you can do. How do you have the time to do that? <laughs> I'm an actor. I'm unemployed right. for eight months of the year. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. I, ha I have to complete everything I do. I, like, in Arkham City, I've had yep. to collect every single Riddler trophy. Like, I have to do and that. you've done it. Oh, yeah. Good work. So, I know. I believe it took a while. <laughs> but, like, so when you get these mobile phone games, I have to... To like, if you have to upgrade everything, yeah. I have to upgrade everything. Oh no! Or I can't sleep. Oh my god! That's dreadful. Dude. That that is slightly OCD. Oh yeah, a I'm, little bit. I'm completely mental. You <laughs> <laughs> they are marketing to you. You are their key. I, I, I am a marketer's dream. You were saying earlier, um, you used to be a big like a ranked World World of Warcraft raid player, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. But you had to swear off online gaming forever. I did. I it was uh, it was I I the, my problem was that I in Warcraft you raid with a guild. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's usually with us, it was 25 people. And we had to be online every day, five times a week at the same time together. And if I didn't show oh, up, then that was a major issue. If one of them didn't show up, it was a major issue. I spent more time talking to these people than I did any of my friends. I mean, I, <laughs> I used to play that game from 10 a.m. in the morning till 6 a.m. at night every single day. I did that for a year and a half. Oh my wow. you know I mean, God. It was it was really, really intense. And then yeah. I finally someone forced me to, to get a job <laughs> and I had to move to New Zealand. Right. And the, the lag was so bad that I couldn't. So no you longer tried play. to keep it going. Oh, I tried playing. really hard. <laughs> I got proper withdrawal symptoms. And then after a year of not being able to play it, I was like, okay, I'm only gonna play games that are have a beginning, middle, and an end. I can't play games yeah. online anymore. I have to make this choice. And then phone games happened. That is, see, that is the reason why I don't play online games is because of that, because of the addiction and because you spend so much time and effort into something that in reality doesn't mean anything except for <laughs> I'm a level 99 warlock. And but is gonna, it just that? Is it just bragging rights, do you think? Well, I don't, I don't, it's also fun. I mean, so my, um, I was mentioned this before, my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend broke up with me because I played too much games. And did I mean, you a favor? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that exact thought went in my head. He kind of did me a favor because I want to play games. But right, how much? How much are we playing? To so put it into I'd, context, I'd come home from work. I would play eight hours and then go to bed at two o'clock. That is probably mm -hmm. too much. That's <laughs> quite hard. Like, after working <laughs> that's, that's a full day, then well, playing. To, to me, that's still amateur hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, I come home from work. I want to relax. And I want to. And this was like when. Arkham Asylum came out and like yeah. all these like fantastic games were coming yeah. out. So I gotta play it, so I gotta play it. And so yeah. I still think Arkham has probably the best fighting system it's I've amazing. ever seen. It's brilliant, isn't it's just it? so simple and easy and just Incredibly feels satisfying. awesome. Incredibly yeah. satisfying, yeah. yeah it it feels fantastic. like you're being really awesome. It feels like you're And you can be absolutely terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? I gave it to a girlfriend of mine and she's she you know, she can barely send a text, let alone play a PlayStation, you know? <laughs> and, and she started playing it, and she was just like, I'm amazing! <laughs> I was like, you, yeah, the worst thing was, I was like, well, you're as good as I am. <laughs> so really soul-crushing for me. The, the, the biggest thing that those games have achieved is making you feel like Batman. Like, yeah. No other game ever managed to make you feel like Batman. I've still not played a game that makes me feel like Superman. Have you played Injustice yet? 
No, actually, that's probably a game that would come quite close. It's actually quite good. Yeah. Uh, they, they all, the, what they've done really well in Injustice, I think, is that it's the same, um, the same buttons, the same moves. Do this like you have a special move. It's the same movements for each character, but they all do something different. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to learn, right. you know, thirty different sequences. You know, forward, forward, a Liu Kang, off you go with your kick. You don't need to do that kind of stuff. You have to. It, it's all the same. So you, you, you immediately, once you get to grips with the game, yeah. you are at grips with every character and they all do br they're brilliant characterizations. It's mm. quite a lot of fun. Except it's for Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah, Deathstroke's Death terrible. Is a cheat. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. I Scorpion. About it. I downloaded Scorpion. He's my favorite on that one. Yeah, I, I find that um, there's, the, the weird thing about the Batman um, combat system as well is I usually like, I like games like Monster Hunter and Dark mm. Souls and stuff like that and, and action games like Dead May Cry where you have to, you really have to learn. In order to be awesome, you have to spend yeah. ages and ages and ages. And then I play Batman, and I'm like, oh, why have I spent so many hours? No, but there is something could, satisfying awesome about having to become good at oh, something. Oh, totally, yeah. Like, that's but then a, sometimes you just want to switch off and smash them. Well, that's, yeah. the, that's what the, uh, the challenge maps are for. Yeah, like, yeah. I've spent hours in the challenge maps like trying to get that 100, 100 plus combo. Which I've never gotten, <laughs> but... Speaking of video game addiction, I've been playing quite a lot of Grand Theft <laughs> Anybody, uh, anybody playing it? It's no? causing a yeah, few actually, headaches at home, yeah. You haven't played it? Because... Get was, out of this because room. Because I'm, I'm moving... Because I was coming here. I don't want to... I don't want to play the game <laughs> and then Too come young. here for 20 days. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's, like, I, I'm in the same situation. Yeah. I, I didn't buy it back home because my brother bought it and the whole point was I was coming back to England for a couple of days we were going to sit down and play it yeah. and now like, we, I put, like, we put two days into it I'm going to have to go home and do that all go again the, yeah. oh that sucks but, like, so we've been basically trying to see what kind of crazy shit we're doing so the first challenge that uh, what I was doing with you Tom was to try and skydive out of a helicopter and land in the swim pool without pulling your parachute Oh, quite hard that is quite hard it's a lot harder than I thought it was also wouldn't be. you die on impact well, that's what we need to find out. Yeah. Oh, you've not managed it yet. <laughs> no. That's what this guy is talking about right here. All right, oh, we'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> then the other thing, landing a jumbo jet at the top of Mount Chiliad. Which uh, Daniel's done. managed that. Yeah. Did Possible. you do it as well? I didn't do it, no. Oh, Daniel's done it. My favourite thing is just being Trevor and just walking up to people he is and amazing. smacking them in the face. <laughs> like the way he amazing. throws a punch is just so brilliant. So have you done the torture scene yet? No. Okay. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Trying, to, I'm trying to avoid avoid a listen, listening to that particular scene because everyone's yeah. has been talking about this torture scene and I'm, I love like controversial scenes yeah and so this one I'm you, like you like torture no 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 I mean <laughs> I like, Whoa, I like guys. Jack, Jack Bauer I don't right. know if you guys know who yeah, Jack yeah, Bauer yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we know, you know who Jack Bauer is it's kind of I don't, I, I'm sorry just if I sound ignorant but yeah uh, <laughs> No, we, we don't get 24 in the UK. I didn't know, I didn't, well, this, this morning... We have plumbing, too. To be fair, I had never heard of EastEnders until this morning. Well, yeah. uh, this, this, this morning, I found out that Breaking Bad is... You guys get Breaking Bad. I had no idea. I was scared and I missing the finale. But, um... I mean, thankfully, the insect, country, do you We don't, like, all walk around on mules and <laughs> <laughs> send letters by carrier I pigeon. I mean, there's some shows that we, that, we, that we don't get that you guys get and... That's true. That's so true. that I was always upset with. Thankfully, the internet exists, and yeah. many perfectly legal ways of acquiring said television series are available. I, like I, I do have a, a wedding, my own wedding, next Saturday, and I am very, very, very concerned that. I love uh, the way you corrected yourself there. Well, that I actually we're going to have to play a lot of GTA Five between then and now, and I don't know which is going to give. 
You're going to take it on your honeymoon. after that. You have no fun. Well, exactly. So I need to <laughs> squeeze some in, right? Yeah. And then plus I'm here, so you can't really play it because you have to entertain me. Yeah. <laughs> if I get oh, married, do I also have to stop playing GTA 5 or is that only work the other way around? No, it's the other way around. Uh, That's enough. a dream is finding a woman who plays computer games. There are lots of us around. There's, I know, but I don't find them. <laughs> That's because they all, they all hide Just on the internet. Go onto IGN's forums. I, oh, exactly. no. <laughs> Please never go onto IGN's forums. <laughs> 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 Comic Con was great. I'll tell you that Comic Con was fantastic for finding women that actually because sh- I'm a I'm a full on nerd. I collect comic books. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm into Star yeah. Trek in the biggest possible way, and I play computer games. And finding a woman who will understand that is very difficult. There I, are I, loads I of women who do. The thing is, though, that because of the way the internet is, women tend not to make themselves enormously visible. No, of course. Well, so apart from cosplayers. Apart from cosplayers. Um, yeah, but most of them do. don't even play games. They just that's like dressing true. up and getting attention. That's what not true. Oh, that's wow. controversial. That's the fake I know a few that just do it for the oh, dress. Yeah, that is yeah. the fake geek girl. Yeah, the fake geek girl. That is not a thing. That is a complete lie that doesn't exist. Who on earth would dress up for the attention of nerds? Surely oh, they could no, no, no. I know people get paid to cosplay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, yeah. That's if different. it's their job, that's different. Yeah. But like, there is no person who's like, ooh, I'm just going to dress up as geek stuff um, for, uh, because I want attention from men. Nobody would do that. That is not a thing uh, that happens. I think you should there come this, to America. There was I, this, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. America, yeah. yeah I there can. was an amazing um, uh, thing that went around on Twitter where there was a picture of a girl who was dressed um, and the, um, the caption was like, Oh, she's done like steampunk Joker, yeah. ha- trying way too hard. Oh my god! And then in the comments, it was like, "No, dude, that's a really obscure character from a comic book, and you obviously don't know who that character is." So he'd accused her of like just dressing up for attention, and it turned out she dressed up as something so geeky that he did not know. Yeah, what it was. totally. That, and there that's are plenty of the those, but there's also plenty of the other. Chatch the spirit away from there. You were at <laughs> Comic Con for Pacific Rim. Uh, and True Blood, yeah, both of them. We were, it was, you know, let's combine the two. So, what was it like on the flip side, um, like attending Comic Con, but being like being on one the of the, p- yeah. the panel? Yeah, yeah. it was the, probably it was the second best week of my entire life. I don't think I've ever had. Like, it was incredibly fun, and and just, I mean, I got to do a, a panels with people that I worship. You know what yeah. I mean? And I got a load of free stuff. Which <laughs> <laughs> always helps. So always free helps. stuff is so all about the free stuff. What's the best the free se- thing you got? Hmm? What was the best free thing you got? Oh, I got a free vacation. Holiday. I got a free holiday. <laughs> vacation. How long vacation. have you been in the US for? <laughs> America. Huh? How long have you been in the US for? The fact that you're Five saying years. vacation. Really? Is that yeah. long? Wow. Five years. These are pants. You know what I mean? These are, I'm not wearing pants. You know? <laughs> I am wearing pants. Can you just oh, put some done. clothes on, please? Yes. I call my trousers pants. You know, I call, I call, I call uh, rubbish trash. I say water instead of water. What? Pavement? I know, I'm you still say pavement anymore? anymore? Yeah, I still say pavement. I still say no sidewalk. I don't say sidewalk. Yeah. Elevators? Uh, yeah, lifts. That confused, that confused me this morning. Please yeah. take the lift. Like, take the lift. I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> what? High hills? What? <laughs> what is? Yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I, I have kept my accent. Yeah, know? I was going to say good. you don't have any kind of US. I, I don't. I, I really. You've I, not gone Joss Stone. I have not gone Joss Stone. Um, what was that about? <laughs> that was so <laughs> weird. So, so backstage at like Comic Con, do you all get to like hang out with all the other like amazing people? Yeah, who pretty are there? much. Really surreal, like. That there are people that go there. There's like, you know, I'll go there with my True Blood crew and we'll do a signing and everything like that. And you get maybe, you get like 200 people going, hey. And then Tom Cruise turns up and 10,000 people turn yeah, up. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, so that's, a, that's, that, that's, that's, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's the only place I've ever been where, I mean, anyone who goes to Comic-Con, they aren't, they love this. They love comics. They, yeah. they, they're not there to shoot it down. It's not a negative environment. No, it's no, a positive yeah. environment. Yeah. And you're sitting there and you're meeting people that love what you do and they love your show and they love your film and they're genuinely interested. They're not there to make you look stupid. And, you know, 
those are my people. This is what I do. I'm a comic book guy. Yeah. So it was it was incredibly fulfilling. The uh, the Pacific Rim. I I know that for the past, I think two Comic Cons, Pacific Rim has been the panel. Oh yeah. To be at, except for I guess the Marvel one, which was out of nowhere. But um, the first time they showed Pacific Rim, that was like a humongous deal. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. like holy crap. We showed it in Hall H. And uh, yeah, it was the biggest talking point of not this one just gone, but the yeah. Comp it was one of those like if you weren't there, people felt sorry for you. Well, that's what we were trying <laughs> to do. We were making a movie that was made for this audience. You know, mm. Guillermo's a fanboy. I mean, that's exactly what he is. And we were making a movie. We weren't trying to make Shawshank. We were just trying to make. You know, we were we, we were we were we were honoring Evangelion. You know, yeah. we were honoring mm. these kind of things by saying here we are, and this is the first time the technology has ever existed to do this well. I, and we I, did it. I know when I saw it, it felt like the the special effects was almost like the Jurassic Park moment. Like, that was the idea. Yep. That know, was it what felt I said. like uh, like a, uh, you'd seen something that actually you'd never seen before. Like yeah. av- like when I saw Avatar, I was just like that blew me away. But this was the only film since then that's done that with mm. visual effects, mm. and I was just I agree. like, I mean, there were insane. some funny moments. There were some like silly moments, like why is a sword the last resort? I mean, it should be kind of like the first resort, surely. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it. But you know, we were trying to just make a film that when you came out of it you were like I mean I remember when I saw Jurassic Park I was I mean it's 21 years ago now so I was 8 years old I go to the cinema and there's that moment Richard Attenborough says welcome to, and the and, you know and the and the brontosaurus walks by and, yeah. and Laura Dern and Sam Neill were like wow and I remember coming out going I want to be in films yeah. <laughs> like that moment changed my life and that's what we were trying to do this time I really hope it does um, like hit kids like that because I think yeah. it, it really that felt like what it was trying to achieve yeah. but, um, well like when you want to watch a movie about robots fighting monsters you have pretty much two choices The Giver <laughs> and, uh, and Pacific Rim I mean there's nothing else out there like it were you surprised that it didn't do so well at the box office as people were sort of hoping for no the problem was and I think this has been the I mean we were tracking it it was tracked to be the next billion dollar franchise and it didn't do as well as we thought the advertising campaign behind it wasn't quite right most people thought it was a computer game people didn't even know what it was um, and I think the title that, probably didn't help there. No, that and it sounds like a gay porn movie. But there's, there's. Um, <laughs> yes, the, I think the, Alex made that observation. The major issue that I see, and I see it with films, and I see it with games now as well. It came. Well, we showed it and talked about it at last year's Comic Con. That gave people nearly eighteen months mm. to get their expectations up and then get bored of waiting and yep. then start being negative towards it. And forums and mm. internet things. That's what we do. That's how they work. So when it came out, there was already this negative feeling towards it. However. I mean, it didn't do well in America. It, it did okay, but it was number one internationally. You know, it broke all the records in China. It's actually the number one grossing original movie of the year. Really? And, yeah, yeah. And the DVD sales, uh, which comes out October 15th on DVD. I mean, I'm going to buy 10. Um, <laughs> and, I, and, and, it's, you know, there's already been JaegerCon. 2013, there was, you know, right. fans got together, and it was all online kind of thing. They, you know, it's becoming a, hopefully it'll become a big cult classic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they should be doing a sequel too, so. I don't know why, like, the, because uh, Japan's always been king of the robot genre mm-hmm. in everything, in animation, in film, and I've always wanted, you know, a, a, a Western take on the robot movie. Well, it was a Western take, but we were honouring, like, yeah, I mean, the, was the a references. Lot, yeah. I mean, there's a great video of Guillermo in Japan for the premiere out there, and he's wandering around, and he sees these, uh, he sees these giant Evangelion, like they have, they've got, they've built them. They built, the, they built this Gundam. In yeah, they, Gundam they, stuff, they, yeah. They built a whole island, like out of nothing. They like reclaimed some land. Yeah, they and Guillermo's walking around the whole thing, robot. just like like a little lost boy. I mean, it, I 
name another film where this kind of thing happened. I mean, it's just a giant, giant fistful of fun for yeah. two hours. And yeah. we weren't trying to do anything more than that. That's what a movie should be. That's what a movie should <laughs> exactly. be. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I feel like Pacific Rim was, like you said, like it's a movie about giant robots and giant deep sea alien. Kaiju. <laughs> Kaiju. Yeah. And it was like it was it's awesome. like it's like if you gave a, an 11 year old the, the chance to make a movie that's it yeah. what would you make that's actually Guillermo, what Guillermo says he says yeah. this is the this is the 11 year old in me making a movie yeah it's fun yeah <laughs> my, I wish so it had been a video game also well, the video game was terrible did, oh, did they make one <laughs> yes yeah. oh no they the made fun, those ones on phone games which oh, I've and they did another one for the actual consoles, and they are all console ones. Terrible. Yeah, Xbox Live. That. Yeah, it came to what? Xbox Live only. Right. I think. Oh, yeah. What a shame! It, I hate when that happens. With, with, I mean, licensed, licensed. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't want to shoot down my own product, but they are terrible. I was really oh, disappointed. Yeah. I mean, whenever I, whenever I see a film and think that would make a good video game, it one hundred percent never does get. No, they the good so video games. Apparently, the Walking Dead ones came out. Oh, those really are great, well. but they're not they based on the TV series. They're not they're based on the comic. But I mean, I can't name you one game based on a film. I mean, it's just. Well, but I guess Batman, problem. but they're not based I have on the one. film. Goldeneye. Well, Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth Element. Fifth Element? So I was, I was going to bring up the Fifth Element is, uh, uh, I think Luke, Luke Besson wrote the movie. Yeah. He wrote it when he was like 17. It was like the movie he wanted to make, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I bought the game, it's on PS1. The game got like a probably a three or two from IGN, but <laughs> I love that game. Really? <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. If you love the movie, you'll love the game. It's such a difficult transition, though, because it's very hard to make a movie out of a game. It's very yeah. hard to make a game out of it's a movie. It's gotten to the point now where, you know, films are trying to be games and games are trying to be films quite <laughs> yeah. a lot. It's really weird. Yeah, very much so. What are you laughing at? Well, we've got a trailer lined up that we're, we're going to watch. We're going to watch a trailer, Need for Speed, yeah. AP. Uh, well, <laughs> should, we, should we watch the Need for Speed trailer? Why not? Seems like a good time. So, obviously, man of the moment, be, I've got to be Aaron Paul. careful here because AP's a friend. So. i got to... Does he make you call him AP? Everyone calls him AP. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they took everything from me. I do not fear, for you are with me. All those who defied me shall be ashamed and disgraced. like the trailer I don't know if I like it because of Aaron Paul yeah I don't know if I like it because I love everything Need for Speed or I don't know if I like it because uh, the car it like sticks to the cars like the Kios I can't say the name but Kio and his seg yeah I like the trailer personally I think it looks sick Kona seg yeah I think it looks awesome actually yeah it did actually look pretty good I'm slightly surprised by that fad I mean that looked like I mean, it, there was a bit too much SFX with the uh, cars there. It looked like they were speeding up some sections, which yeah. I don't like. But um, that looked really good, really well directed. And Aaron's great. So I'm actually, I was kind of worried that that wouldn't look very good. <laughs> but I'm probably going to go see that now. It's come at the perfect time for Aaron Paul, obviously, because yes. he's yeah. riding high on the Breaking Bad wave. Yeah. And this is just coming out like next year. And 
people would just flock to see it just for him. So mm. they've they've done a really smart thing by putting him in the movie. K- uh, Kid Cudi's in it as well. Is it Kid Cudi or Cuddy? Kid Cuddy. Cuddy, right. Mm. There you go. See, I don't know. Uh, and I think he's awesome as well. So I look forward to seeing what. I'm, um, I was kind of nervous when I saw the trailer that I guess, I don't know if most actors feel this way, but they like typecast. So like the angry Aaron Paul just sounds like Jesse. Yeah. yeah. So like in the movie, is yeah, it going to sound like Jesse? Like, oh, my cue. And I can't do his voice, but you know what I mean? Just <laughs> like, you don't, is he going to, I'm scared of actors getting typecasted like that. Forever. Well, yeah. Aaron is nothing like Jesse. And I mean, he's a very intelligent guy. So I think the opportunity to play this character, and I've read the script of this movie. Uh, and it's nothing like Jesse, so he'll be. Oh, fine. that's good to know. Yeah. How does it end? <laughs> <laughs> With car involved. <laughs> it's got cars. It's got ladies and gentlemen. And also. I was worried that it was just going to feel like a, a Fast and Furious movie, and it doesn't. Yeah, it feels. It looks like it more like an early Fast and Furious movie rather than sort of. But what it feels a bit more to. real than yeah. a Fast and Furious movie. There's no jumping off a speeding car whilst being chased by a tank and flying through the air, catching your girlfriend in midair and then landing on a car. That was awesome. That was the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever seen in cinema. It was. It was dumb, but it was awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm really glad they show it in the trailer. I'm really glad they gave hints at the, hints to that there is going to be police chases mm-hmm. and like a helicopter. So like. Yeah. Is, are there going to be helicopters dropping cans of gasoline in the game? Like in the game? I don't know. We'll see. Alex, you've remained... There'll definitely be spike traps. Yes. Yeah. Alex, you've remained very quiet. I, I'm uh, assuming you're well, not I, so enamored. Well, I, you can't tell. But it, you know, it looks pretty faithful. The, the problem with New Speed as a game is just about driving cars very fast. That's it. So quite a tough thing to make well, a movie out of. The run. The run. I mean, most of them, I've always felt that way. I yeah. never really got particularly invested in it, apart yeah. from Most Wanted. Yeah. And that was a great game, game. I really, really enjoyed. There Such was great customization yeah. of the cars. Every car felt different to drive, and there yeah. was a storyline. Yeah. All the other ones never felt like there was a storyline. No. no. So uh, yeah, there was the run. The run had a storyline. Terrible. I haven't played it yet, but I do want to play. Leaf speed game where you get out of the car. Why? Why would you do that? That's just GTA. But yeah, <laughs> but nowhere near as good. They tried to frame that as like I have to make it across the country to save my life and possibly my family. It's like that. Um, that mo- oh, that show. I'm not gonna remember it, but <laughs> <laughs> that is a great tale. It was like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a show bro. with the guy everyone loves, Nathan Fillion. Firefly. 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 No. Firefly. No. Yeah. The awesome. one where he's a policeman. And he's like, they, it's a show and he like, has to race across the country and he got cancelled like... Smoking the Bandit. Three episodes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, Smoking the Bandit. Anyway, this week's news, because uh, we have gone off topic slightly. So GTA Online launches on Tuesday next week. And this week Rockstar confirmed that it's going to have microtransactions. Uh, so, which is no surprise really. Obviously it's a free game that you get with GTA Five, uh, And uh, according to Rockstar, so the economy is balanced... Um, but if you want instant gratification, Rob, yeah, this is not uh, you can basically pump a shit ton of cash in there and get everything right at the beginning. Yeah. So they haven't given away specifics as to kind of, obviously you can buy new cars, upgrades, weapons. I don't mind people doing that in a game yeah. as long as you could still do that just by playing the game. Yeah, and you absolutely can, according to Rockstar. To that has to be. I mean, if, it's a, if, you can make, if you can buy a billion dollars... Yeah. And that you have to be able to earn a billion dollars yeah. in the it, game it, just by hard work. It's a shortcut by yeah. all accounts. It doesn't. But the, the question is, is how much of an advantage does it give early players who who pump cash in? And, and I don't think GTA's well, ever versus. been a competitive thing like that. GTA yeah, is just about you, the time you haven't played with me. It's about you being anarchic. You know <laughs> I, what I mean? Yeah. I could have sworn in the in the article that one of you guys wrote that the 
like the guns you buy is based off like not the money but off like experience yeah so like you can't like the money you buy you can buy like cool houses and stuff like that but as far as like being advanced in the game that's something that's everyone's level on yeah yeah Yeah. so you can buy yourself a bunch of like millionaire mansions so what it says here spend cash you've gained on cars clothes guns properties and much more and you can quickly accumulate cash through profitable can't even speak. Profitable activities like knocking over armored cars. Knocking over armored cars? Who wrote this? Gold fub. Winning street races, doing stick-ups, and a host of other cash-making endeavors. So I don't, the other thing it mentions is GTA dollars. So I don't know if that is, you know, if, if there is kind of two kinds of currency in the game. But I, I know that the, that the single-player currency and online are two, are two different Completely yeah. different, yeah. And apparently so you won't get an advantage from no. being really rich in single no. player. And it's going to be a lot easier to make money in multiplayer than it will in yes. single player as well. Yes, so it can be quite tricky in the, in the actual game, right? Yeah. Well, but there's uh, obviously that problem with the game as well. We were talking about that earlier. Like, I, my brother bought a car, pimped it up, spent all his money in it, put it in his garage, and it was gone. I yeah, did I did exactly the same well. thing, yeah. yeah. GTA, lost, someone, someone nicked it. I was <laughs> more, exactly, it's, it's the game paying you back for all that you've done. I think they announced they're going to patch it's it. It's going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I was more upset game. about my mountain bike. I spent $1,500 on a really nice mountain bike and that disappeared. Do you understand the That's point. like real life, <laughs> Keza. <Yeah. laughs> Basically, I just glutton for What did you do in GTA? Piece. I bought a bike. I did. <laughs> I cycled to the top of Mount Chiliad's. Could have just it was flown awesome. There. Could have just could've, sold a private yeah. jet, but didn't. didn't. Was but I took lots of pictures on the way. But my rock but you can ride a bike in real life. You can't I, fly a helicopter. I've got a friend who bought GTA, and he went, "It's amazing." I went and played around a golf. That's all he's done. Yeah. He's just played around a golf. I did, well, do, I did, nice. do, I did do quite a lot of other things in GTA. But yeah. I read, what some of, honestly, some of my best moments in GTA were cycling around in the mountains. See, I, I'm going to be I'd love to do that. I hated GTA Four. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a terrible game. I thought the terrible game were, really. I didn't terrible enjoy it. game. Do you know what they? Do you know what they got rid of that I didn't like? Purchasing property. I like that part of the yep. game. I don't true. And this game feels like you can just you can do the missions or you can just go play around the golf. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot life. more side stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that is an online players like thing. But they hated it. Well, that, that that they hated like not being able to buy properties because the idea of like I don't get the big bad about can't buy a property it's like for me personally I'm like I, I didn't don't even care. notice you couldn't yeah I was, like, I was like I don't I, care I, this see, is I, that matters to me I, well, I think I'm like, not a completionist at all generally yes. like I will, I will play something until I get bored of it and then I will stop and never well, think about it well just like it. okay Nico you've and, got um, 100 million dollars and you're still wearing these terrible clothes, and you still don't own a single. Property. Yeah, I mean, that's but you can go bowling. <laughs> can go bowling. Yeah, I did. I did like the. I do like the way in GTA Five there is a sense of. I mean, the thing is that there's no. Um, there's no like GTA Four was basically at heart aspirational narrative. It was about an immigrant yeah. trying to make something of himself, and GTA Five doesn't really have that with Michael because he's already made it, or with Trevor because because uh. he's Trevor. But with Franklin, it does a bit. So I, I really enjoyed buying Franklin nice yeah. stuff. Yeah, I bought him a I lovely agree. car. I bought him yeah. a nice house. I bought him. I bought him a club to run because I just felt like that's what he'd want. Like right. that he'd do that. Right. Um, whereas, uh, yeah, in in other games when you can't buy property, it just it just doesn't even occur to me. Like in four, it didn't occur to me for some reason because Nico was never gonna. Well, it was such a major part of three for me. You know, mm-hmm. like you go and buy the club yeah. and you buy these properties and you, like. It's, it's, it's like in real life, right? If you've got loads of money and it's just in the bank, like people like to show off sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. It's you like know, a status wanna, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you want to yeah. see like Nico arrive off the boat with nothing and yeah. end up in the biggest mansion. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Do, yeah. Does anyone play that Sims? Would, that would have been against the no. um, message like of the games. game, really, though, wouldn't it? Oh, no, I yeah. love Sims. See, Sims, Sims you start off best. with nothing, and the idea is to get to that big house up there and be able to design your own house. Sims That's 4, man. Sims 4 looks great. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I, I had to um, make an executive decision to ban myself from The Sims 3. Did you? I've not played it because Sims yeah. 2 yeah, I bought all actually stole my life. And everything. There's like a Katy Perry expansion. Yeah. There is. I had to buy it. Like what? You I, did it. I did. I had oh. to buy everything. No it shame in that. The Katy Perry, free stuff the Katy Perry cool stuff. expansion has some very cool furniture. Yeah, Just I was like, well, I want that furniture. Listen to yourself. <laughs> I'm pathetic. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. There is no shame in Leave that. Leave him alone. I was... I was just, You're going to hear me roar. <laughs> there, is, there is no shame in buying into that kind of stuff. Like, on the way here... There's sense in it. <laughs> I, like, on, on the way here, I listened to Parting the USA nine times when playing. In a row or like at intervals? Uh, in, at intervals. Typically, it's, 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 a, it's a good song. Like it's, I, I find it catchy. If, you, if you're playing Sims and there's a Katy Perry thing and you're a Sims addict, of course you're going to buy the, buy the expansion. Because well, there was also an H&M uh, add-on as well. There was, yeah. Awesome. Which is just like, I love H&M. why? But it's so, it's just way I, I'd buy that. I love H&M. I'm you can go entirely unsure. The thing is you can't buy that real stuff is the problem. Like you can't go to H and M and buy everything in H and M. It's you can so buy cheap. Anything. You can. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Alex get paid more. Than I feel like I'm worried that all, ga- all games are going to become free to play with microtransactions, and that's my worry. Yeah, that's, yeah. that is my fear too. Yeah. Like, I, I I think people need to come off it when it comes to like, you know, complaining. Like there are people people are giving Rockstar some crap because you know microtransactions, but it's like. You don't have to do it. No, I think but, we got to. Well, I think we just got to get used to it. Frankly, like, but, I mean, do you, do you honestly expect to get a you know several hundred? But it's so sneaky. They did it with yeah. uh, Diablo three. There is definite. Um, there, I think there's there's morality to it, and it has to be done in the right way. I don't think my research. It's not morality. It's it's the problem is like people like me who are idiots and addicts to advertising and completionists. I have to do it. I have to sit there and and, and you sit there and. Like, you can't do it in World of Warcraft, which I really like, but you used to be able to buy gold off Chinese gold farmers. And I used to do that. You wow. know, like, I, 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 it's just I'm catering to... I'm not sure we should to... let him near video games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, but this is why I don't play online games anymore, yeah. because I'm an idiot. It's, um, it's, it's, it's weird, because, as I was saying about Tokyo Game Show, yeah. that's kind of happened in Japan. Like, in Japan, video games are um, Final Fantasy, Monster Hunter... And essentially 4,000 match three mobile games. That's essentially mm, what video down. games are. And, and like, Deep Down's free to play. It's like, Why is that free? That was a shocker to me. bizarre. Mm. So yeah, Asia's kind of been a bit ahead on the whole embracing of free to play. I mean, I mean, free to play MMOs over there were popular way before they have been here. Yeah. And I, th- I think that uh, we have to kind of just get used to that as a concept, unfortunately. Oh, that terrifies me. Yeah. So Rob, would you ever kind of like to sort of be in a video game yourself? Yeah, very much so. I, uh, I'm actively like doing that right now. Ah. Uh, I'm not allowed to talk. Are you about the next Solid Snake? <laughs> no, sadly not. I, uh, but <laughs> there is a, there is a great franchise that um, is one of my favorite franchises of games that I will hopefully be doing one of the main characters for. Wow. Starring as Link. Yes, I am. I'm going to be. I'm going to be Pikachu <laughs> in the next series of Pokemon games. It's a, a reinvention of the character. Yeah, it's going to be that's badass. Well, I do a lot of voiceovers. I do Robot Chicken in America and stuff like that. Right. Oh, cool. And, you do Robot um, Chicken. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. It is, it's plus, five it is awesome. <laughs> plus five respect. Plus five respect. Everybody looks minus good. one humility. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I get to. Uh, so there is there will be a series of games coming out that I will be involved in. I'm very right. excited about that. Exciting. When will we know more? Next year. Okay. Probably. Fun times. That is exciting. I'm trying to figure it out now. 
I'll just tell you after. But, okay. you know. oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Kaz, you got the next piece of news. Next piece of news is that um, Rod Ferguson, formerly of Epic Games and Irrational Games, so that's Gears of War and Bioshock Infinite, is leading a new studio for 2K Games in the Bay Area. What? So Mr. Um, leader of Gears of War and Bioshock Infinite is making a new studio under 2K, and they're working on an exciting new project. Well, good that it's not a dull new project. But <laughs> if it was anything but yeah. an exciting new project, it's, oh, wow. it's going to be okay. More details soon, he says. Well, that's so, exciting, right? I just got chills right now. I'm not even joking. That's awesome. I'm, Gears of War is one of my favorite series. And really? The, I felt they really dropped the ball with three. Or Judgment. You mean Judgment or three? Because uh, th- three was really average. Apparently, Judgment's much better. I judgment, judgment was the latest one that came out very I recently. I thought Judgment yeah, was yeah. Yeah, uh, about a year ago. No, it was the one that came out, the three, where it was the end of the story and yeah. the best friend dies. And all that yeah, that so that was yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Really Spoilers. rubbish game. <laughs> I, like, I like three more than Judgment because I think... Judgment was. I like Judgment, but three for me, the, the multiplayer at least was right uh, was on point. Yeah, that's I don't touch multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, same, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. same here. I never ever play no. Call of Duty. You're going to play GTA uh, Online though, aren't you? Uh, I, well, I'm hoping to, but I know that I just don't have the time to pump yeah. into games like that. So, yeah. well, the thing is that you can just do a couple missions. Yeah. Or you can. No, you, know, you can't. That's uh, the problem. <laughs> 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 um, so what? What is there anything? Uh, any other information about that story? No, that's it. It's the first time I heard of this. That's he's, awesome. made, he's made a studio. When they say an interesting new opportunity, what he means is I got offered more money. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yes, <laughs> like, cynical. Yeah, me <laughs> cynical. No. Rod Ferguson's a pretty cool guy, though. So I have. Yeah, it's, it'll be good to see what they're doing. And also, Two K have been on a roll lately. Yeah, I think, apart they've got some good Bureau. stuff. Yeah, they've got they've got a great set of yeah. set of things. <laughs> Um, great set of things. Great set of things. <laughs> it's a sterling endorsement. My mind just switched off halfway so through that. A sentence. piece of news, Tom, that you're personally quite excited personally about. Very excited about, yeah. So, um, Dumb and Dumber Two, uh, which is the sequel to Dumb and Dumber, um, funnily enough, is is actually happening. It's been in development for quite a long time. And I'm going to make you so happy right now. I've read it. Have you? Yeah. Oh God. Well, like Dumb and Dumber to me is like one of the best comedies of all time. Like great. it's up there with Airplane for me. It's like it is. It's hilarious. I love Jim Carrey and I love Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, Ace Ventura is good. Uh, but Ace Ventura, I watched it recently. I mean, we spoke about this before. Yeah. There's a very sort of homophobic yeah. um, like twist at the end yeah. and it becomes very misogynistic. I and watched that again recently. It was on TV. Yeah. And really? I totally yeah. hadn't, hadn't remembered that. Maybe I need to that. watch it again. You need to rewatch it. Anyway, yeah. but anyway, Dumb and Dumber 2 is, naturally, is actually happening because Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey both tweeted pictures of themselves in costume from the set. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's a yeah, picture. It's the okay, best picture. So, well, if you've seen the first film, it looks exactly the same. That's the thing. Except they, they're much older now. They are much yeah, older. That's true. Clearly yeah. much yeah, older yeah. as well. So, I mean, like, I'm in two minds. I love the original. Now? He's 50 plus, isn't oh, what? he? He must be. Wow. He must be older than 50. Yeah. And I just don't know whether a sequel can ever I was really, it. really worried because I love the original. I thought it was, like you, it was one of the best comedies ever made. And I got sent the script. I'm not obviously going to say anything about the contents of it, but I walked away very relieved. Really? It's really good. Really, really good. See, my concern is that the Farrelly brothers have gone off the boil, I think, recently. It's not about... It's just finding the right combination. You know, there's a reason this hasn't happened for 15 years. You know I mean? They had to wait for the right moment. And they've got the right team this time. It's, it's going to be great. I saw another pitch from the set as well, and the blind kid from the apartment is also, he's back in it. The same guy who played the blind kid with yeah. the parrot is actually back in it's it. It's funny, for Growing years up. I thought it was Haley Joel Osment, but it's not. Is like, it not? It kind of ruined my dreams. I was like, oh, damn it. But yeah, he I'm sees re- dead people and dead birds. <laughs> <laughs> he feels dead birds. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Pretty I'm, birds. I'm, do you know it's the first sequel that Jim Carrey has done since. Um, 
Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura 2, yeah. He's wow. never, there's been a lot of sequels to Jim Carrey films. I was going to say The Mask. He wasn't not in that, was he? Well, Carrey that's because he's not so popular anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, I'm going to get, yeah, I but need the job. There's, there's definitely, like, my, me and my friends always talk about doing, like, a Jim Carrey, like, sequels that don't have Jim Carrey in sort of like, like the mask. festival The Mask 2 yeah. yeah Dumb and Dumber who, who did it instead who did Mask 2 it was Jamie somebody. Kennedy it was Jamie Kennedy and the oh. dog uh, yeah and it was centred around a child that had the mask like, it was the that was Mask 3 wasn't that it was the child, child of mask. mask son of mask wasn't wait it? Mask 2 oh I didn't see Mask 2 then um, and there's also the Ace Ventura Junior like where what? there's a, wow. Ace Ventura as a kid Dumb and Dumb and Dumber Dumb and Dumber yeah 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 but anyway, yeah, and obviously Bruce Almighty, there was a sequel. Yeah. Evan oh, Almighty. That, that was terrible. Awful. I hear mixed things about it. Some people say it's the worst thing ever. Some people say it's great. I oh, Bruce Almighty, it oh, it's really bad. Really, really, really not that, Was that Steve Carell? It was Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's just it, not funny it in it. Pointless. No, it was weird. No, it was pointless. Yeah. yeah, even he's not funny in that film. Yeah, yeah. it was very strange. Yeah. Uh, Kezia, you've got the last piece of news about Valve and a Steam box, which I'm sure has been going around for a while. Yes, Valve finally confirmed these Steam boxes. Yeah, so they're working with a number of partners to create Steam boxes, yes. um, and they've also announced SteamOS, right? So, um, as an ignorant person, what are Steam boxes? So basically, there's been rumours for a long time that Valve's working on essentially a console, so oh. a machine that will run Steam and that you can put beneath your telly and play, you know, on, on your TV like like you would a console. So this is essentially what the Steam boxes are. There, but the thing is, you can buy one. That suits your needs. So you can buy one that's smaller. You can buy one that's quieter. It's you can like, buy, so it's kind of like uh, having a selection of maybe eight gaming PCs, and you can kind of pick which one you want according to your needs. So the pre-made is not the usual. Although you know, gaming PC gaming isn't as hard as it used to be, but there's not that kind of um, that perception of kerfuffle. It's around mm, it. it's your best slash worst nightmare. Like yeah, I resent, I resent, <laughs> I resent having to have Steam. Like I have to have it to play the games I want to play, yeah. I, I, and and. Sometimes randomly it will just delete my game and I won't be able to play it anymore. Really? That yeah, it's done to me about three or four times, and I've called them up about it, and they'll just be like, "Oh, sorry, uh, here's a uh, here's a code." And you're like, well, I, I just resent the fact that I'm having to go online to play these games. I think Steam um, Steam was very ahead of its time when it launched, but what's happened is that now everybody's desperately trying to imitate Steam. Like, all it's a brilliant the idea. Microsoft and Sony want to do is imitate Steam with their new, you know, their new um, online stores and their new ways of buying games. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, there's still. I don't know when. It's today, later on today. today yeah, there's, today a, there's another one more announcement. I'm thinking today, I'm, I'm still stuck in American yeah. time. It might be Half Life 3, and we'll have recorded a podcast. <laughs> it already. never will. If, if yeah. it's Half Life 3, the, the world will end. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you want to bet me a lunch that it's Half Life 3? Do you know it? No, I don't know <laughs> whether or not it's Half Life 3. Well, uh, do you know my prediction? Oculus Rift. I think they're, they're partnering with Oculus Rift. But I, thought I thought they're already like. But Gabe has already said that they're like. Oh, it's true. That they're like already a couple. Like yeah, because yeah. the guy moved from one to the other, right? Yeah. Um, but no, I think there's going to be some sort of deep partnership. But in he that. he did say that they would have more to share on the interface of Steambox later, which and they've been doing a lot of really interesting research into kind of bio stuff and haptic glove things and, and Oculus. You're just saying and, words now, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Not even making <laughs> any interesting sense. Interesting ways of controlling stuff. Half Life so, Three with Oculus Rift. Oh my that's god. It, that would break the internet. The Hashtag world would just fact. explode. <laughs> the thing's Half-Life 3 for me, because um, I grew up in the 90s and I didn't play Half-Life at the time because I was too young. Mm -hmm. And I played Half-Life 2 when it came out because I was old enough by then. But Half-Life 3 has now been like for nine years or something, it's isn't it? Ridiculous. I've never played Half-Life. Really? Oh, you really you should. should. Or Fallout. The first, the first one doesn't really hold up all that well um, mechanically, but it's, mm. it's still really good. The second one, though, is, is one of the best yeah. games that you'll ever play. It's, it's a, great. I'm a, I'm a big story guy when it comes to video games. Yeah. And... 
Half Life One story is very minimalistic. Is like, it Bioware? No, no, it's, it's uh, Valve. 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 Yeah, and it's like it's one of those you know those games you play, which like they tell you like a sentence of information mm-hmm. every like two hours, and like it yeah. makes you want to play the game even more and more to figure out the story. And once you end the game, it's like. I don't know what happened, but I want to put all the sequels so I can learn more. Yeah, yeah. They, they were the first, um, Valve were the, were the pioneers of telling a story through a game's world mm-hmm. rather than through text or through voice yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So like, you, you learn what happened, you learn what the place is like by looking around. And it's not like, oh, I found this log that helpfully tells me a piece of useful background information. I mean, I, I, I've been doing press all week for True Blood and like, I, people can talk to me about what I love about TV and I always take it back to games and how games have evolved. Like, there are games of becoming... The, one of the best mediums for telling a story. I look at Mass Effect, which is my personal favourite series of games ever made, and I think not only are they great games to play, that Mass Effect 3 is one of the best science fiction movies I've ever mm. seen. Yeah, mm. totally. You know what I mean? And, and, and they've got great voice actors doing in there. The graphics are getting so good now. Yeah. And they shoot it like a movie. Yeah. It, I mean, that's how we're going to end up doing it, just interactive movies. Yeah. I just, I just, I, the way games develop, this is why I love RPGs, this is why I think, love things like Skyrim yeah. and Dragon Age. It's just, there's more to it. You get really invested. Yeah. I have the same opinion about uh, Dead Space. I feel like a Dead Space... Dead I never Space played that because I heard it was too scary. Mm, I, feel like, I feel like Dead Space is, is a perfect template for a, a fantastic movie. Yeah. And they, the game progresses like a movie. They have amazing uh, cinematics and I I have like four Dead Space tattoos like I love Dead Space they take they took the idea a bit far there was that game uh, where you were the origami killer Heavy Rain Heavy Rain rain. that was a bit too yeah unfortunately uh, sometimes video games get so enamoured with film and especially Mm. David Cage's the emotion um, David Cage's sometimes they they forget how to be games I really appreciated what they were trying to do it still was boring Beyond Two Souls is coming out very soon. That's a, that's that's David Cage's next game. Yeah, right. And that's coming out very soon. I've heard very mixed things. I've heard. It just looks a bit insane. Andrew Goldfarb said like the game was like completely crazy and weird. And then um, someone else told me they got a different build and they said it's it's awesome. So like I've heard mixed things. Hmm. Ah. Uh, so what else is coming out soon? Well, uh, if you're looking to buy a game this weekend, there really is only one you should buy, and that is Train Simulator 2014. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be going down to game at lunchtime to pick that up. Good to oh, know. It's going to be super exciting. That. How, see, how did, different can it be from 2013? Like, surely it's the same rails. In it, probably. Did you see the launch trailer though? No. The launch trailer is great. It's got yeah. Sean Bean doing this whole like, <laughs> is it really? like, uh, like <laughs> motivational speech over the launch trailer, and you're sat there going. I want to play this game. I want to learn how to drive trains. Well, we had a train really set once, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, it's not for us. I mean, the fact that people. it's 2014, and it means that there must have been a 2013, yeah. and yeah. going back a little way means there must be a demand Mind for you, this. There are, there are, it's crazy there are simulators. toilet simulators. There are, like, there are simulators for everything. People oh, and well, simple we, and also, there might, it Maybe it's a small bracket, but there are obviously train spotters and people that really, yeah. really exactly. like those, trains. Those games are some of the most popular see. PC games anywhere in the world. There's a company that makes these Sims who, they're one of the, they make a fortune out of like ski. Have you ever done a flight simulator? <laughs> no. I See, haven't. they're great because if you are like a normal human being, you don't fly. You don't play GTA and stop at traffic lights. Yeah. I get in a flight simulator and I just go, wee, crash it as quickly as possible. <laughs> like, this is the kind of game they get. You're stuck on a railroad. Why would you want to play a train simulator? I, I, I just can't see how it's going to be different from last year. Unless there's we're no all, we're all talking about something train that we train. have graphics, no idea though. about, clearly. Unless they're all the, the, it's the different uh, train timetables. 
It's actually the, the 7.59 now arrives at 7.57. <laughs> I might be doing this complete injustice, I don't know. But also out this yeah. week, FIFA 14. Are you a FIFA fan? I am not a FIFA fan. All right, then let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, I just never got... I just always really sucked at these so games. Constantly right. happening are you, are you a football fan? I am um, a massive football fan. Okay. Um, and by football, I mean soccer. Yeah, yeah soccer. So I, I was like, wait, do you... Yeah. I'm not a Madam fan. Um, what? No, I don't even like American football. I don't get it. What? I don't get it. It uh, is lame. It's you're in our country really now. You're in our country now. It's like one. a pussy rugby. No, I've stopped likening it to rugby because it's nothing actually like rugby. I know, I know, I know. Dick Hall, I'm just trying to annoy Eric. Rugby is, I think, everyone in the world is crazy for playing rugby. My ex-boyfriend played rugby and I'm like, you're fucking insane. You're no, insane. because it's not like football. You're not tackling each other every five seconds. You can only tackle the guy that has the ball. And you can only tackle him around the legs. You know what I mean? So it's not as dangerous as you don't have... There's a guy I, I broke my job with, playing football. Well, there's this guy I work out with at the gym. He's 350 pounds of muscle. He's six foot seven. And Jeez. he runs 100 meters sub 11. Now, if he's running into me... Yeah. What, what the hell are you going to do about what that? What are you going to do about it? And these guys <laughs> are just ploughing into each other every day, a hundred times. Like, and but like an eighty-minute game takes three hours because of all the advertising. I mean, yeah. That's yeah. what I can't get behind. Going going to a live game uh, definitely is a better experience. Maybe, but I never. I don't even like going to like go to. Form, I've been to a Formula One race. Has anyone yeah. ever been to a Formula yeah, One? Yeah, race? yeah, a few yeah. times. It's this. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Fifty times. That's different than. Yeah, I can totally see that happen. I pl- I get bored playing the Formula One games. Yeah, so I'm just driving, much. going in a circle, it, it's, and it's crashing. It's Did very they niche. still make NASCAR games? They had one last year. Right. Oh, and it was t- terrible, wasn't it? I remember I just gave it. Like I just gave it something. No, it's like the thing where you just go around in a circle. Like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That, yeah, but like a simulation, a like stuff. Daytona was fun because oh, you could just like power slide. But yeah, like, yeah. How NASCAR. is that such a big sport? Circle just, chasing. I, apparently, it's very dangerous and cool. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, we all like Days of Thunder, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that somehow made it look cool. Rush the movie just came out. Liam Has anyone seen that? Yet? I'm actually no, it's supposed to be that. really good. It's I'm supposed to be great. Yeah. Is there any other football games out, Alex? Uh, in a Zoom 11.3, but why would you release a 3DS football game from Japan on the same day as FIFA 14? Appa- apparently, it's in space as well. Yeah. It's like football what? In a Zoom is really cool. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous football RPG football. for kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'd buy that. Sold. We're getting very dangerously towards Michael Jordan territory here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. yes. When was the last time you saw Space Jam? Two years ago. It was on TV. It was on TV. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Shit. That's that. That was, that that's was, that. That's my night <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> no, Buffy, what I'm yeah, doing this evening. It. Space Jam. Interrupt my Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer marathon that I ended up in. Uh, what about movies, Tom? Uh, there's a bunch of movies out this week. Um, I'll do them in reverse order. Bring Me the Head of Machine Gun Woman, which I included just because it's got an awesome name. <laughs> like Sharknado. Yeah, yeah. Sharknado. That's, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Blue Jasmine, which is the new Woody Allen film, which is apparently like... Yeah, it is... Like the actual second coming of Woody Allen, not yeah, like all the, the false stories. This is the best film he's done in many, many years. I am um, always surprised to hear that Woody Allen's still making movies. Like, yeah, like I, I don't hear about his movies until they're out. Mm. Yeah, and it's Kate Blanchett and Sally Hawkins who I just what? think are both amazing. So, um, um, Kate Blanchett gives an Oscar-worthy performance. I've heard that. Yeah, Kate it's amazing. stunning the performance. Um, Wicker Man is out, uh, the 40th anniversary uh, edition. So that's got a load of um, missing footage reinserted. So I might take you to see that while you're over, Eric. Okay. I think this is the place to see it. Um, so that's in cinemas okay. very, for a very limited run. Um, Runner Runner is out, which is the Justin Timberlake Ben Affleck, ben Affleck. film, um, which I've heard mixed things about as well. Um, Big one though is Prisoners, which is um, both me and Eric have seen it, and I think it's fantastic. Prisoners is fantastic. I've heard really good things. Yeah, about it's it. fantastic. It's, it's really 
it's grueling. Yeah. But Roger Deakins does the cinematography, so it looks incredible. And the story is, it's yeah, it's hard work, but like it's, it's one just, of my, it's probably my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal performance. Yeah, and he's crazy in it. Like yeah. he plays this young cop, and he has this amazing haircut and he's covered in tattoos and Blinky has thing. his nervous twitch and uh, he must be good he has a good haircut he has a great haircut <laughs> um, but yeah he just totally is this guy and you have no idea what his motivation is or he's just this mystery at the middle of the film I hate Hugh Jackman he's so talented and oh, so good like, looking and such a nice guy yeah like oh, it's unfair on. when people have all of those things when they have everything something for everybody he's, else he's, he, he walks into a room and he's, he's like 6'4 and he's just, just like everyone just goes, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, straight, gay, it doesn't matter. Like women, men, children, dogs look at him and go, wow. he can also sing and yeah. really well. He can sing really well. He can sing. And he's and so dance. nice. And dance. dance. And he's wow. And, and he's, he's Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> Not only Wolverine, but he loves he he loves playing Wolverine. He loves playing all, Wolverine. Like, he loves doing anything. God, what like, a bastard! I, I, <laughs> I, can, I can see Hugh Jackman like you know retiring after uh, Days of Future Past, and or not retiring, but you know ten years later he's like come back and play old Wolverine. Oh. That's the other thing. That, oh, how man, long can Wolverine. he be Wolverine for? Yeah, it doesn't. The guy doesn't seem to age. Yeah, he's in better shape now than he was in the first X. So also, just, he doesn't age. Just to plug yeah, something, um, he might not be human. <laughs> just to plug something, I interviewed him uh, for IGN, uh, and I asked him about playing Wolverine again. So you can watch that video on IGN this weekend. So keep an eye out. You shameless slug. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Should we move on to listen to feedback? Read a feedback. Who's got the first piece of feedback? Number one. Number one. Oh me, I do. Um, this one is from Adrian P. He says, hello, from Canada. First of all, I love the podcast, and congrats on getting to and beyond number 200 episode. Congrats, guys. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Um, I've constantly heard you, particularly Stu, put down Zack Snyder and feel it's completely unwarranted. Dawn of the Dead, a great modern remake of Romero Classic. 300, a fun action movie. Watchmen, it was arguably the best possible adaptation of a graphic novel. Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul, a badass 3D animated kids film. Sucker Punch, probably his worst work, but Stu enjoyed it. Man of Steel, the Superman movie was needed after that thing in 2006. I don't understand why people are always saying Zack Snyder is a bad director. I think he's a great as an action director. Why are people so against Zack Snyder? Why, Stu? Why? Well, Stu's not here. So, Rob, Rob, you're a big fan. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think Zack is... uh, I think... I appreciate what he's tried to do with yeah. a lot of films. I really appreciate what he did with Watchmen. I didn't enjoy it. Um, but I appreciate what he tried to stay true to the comic book. You know, he's a fan of what he does. But is that why you didn't enjoy it? Because you're such a big comic book fan, right? Yeah, but I didn't know what Watchmen was. Okay. I never heard of Watchmen at that point. Right. And I, right. went to, I went to watch it and I was just like, I don't care about any of these characters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he made a film which assumed you knew about the story and if yeah. you didn't you just got lost you were like I don't care like yeah. the only character you actually more moderately found interesting was Raw Sarge you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like and I just couldn't invest in that 300 I as a student of history I found that difficult because it's a true story and yeah. this makes people think it wasn't yeah. however I really thought what he did when I found out that it was actually based on a series of comics and yeah. I looked at those comics yeah. I thought it was a brilliant take on that yeah um I thought Man of Steel was very disappointing. I still haven't seen it. Um, I just, Eric liked yeah. it. I like it. I really, I really appreciate what he was trying to do, but I think they just tried to put too much into one movie. There was a, there's a crucial moment at the end where he has to choose between Krypton and Earth. Yeah. And 
he didn't know enough about Krypton. So that choice was, there was no payoff in that. There was no weight right. to that choice. There were just a few things in there that I just felt, we could have just had a movie about him figuring out who he was. Yeah. And yeah. Zod is such a major villain in the lore of a Superman universe, should have saved him. Yeah. Zod was, using Zod was a waste. Yeah, I, it I was do way agree too with that. Way, yeah. way too soon. Yeah. I, I just think he's a product of our time where spectacle is, is all and he can produce that spectacle. I think he's a hack personally, but I don't think he can do characters. I can think he can do spectacle. I just no, he can't, which is why I'm, very, I'm, I'm excited about Ben Affleck because Ben will do a good job. I mean, you can say what you want. I personally, I would have liked it to be Viggo Mortensen, who was the right age. And it's based on that comic, Superman versus Batman, where Batman was 50. Mm. Viggo would have been a great choice in my head. However, Ben Affleck is a brilliant writer and a brilliant director. Mm. And I think he will work very well by bringing that side of filmmaking to Zack Snyder's side of exhibitionist filmmaking and I think that the next film might actually be very very good yeah so we were having we were talking about this before we came on that I think Zack Snyder is great when it comes to source material uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake I agree with Adrian that the Dawn of the Dead I remake Dawn That's of the Dead remake was fantastic right. yeah that the the zombie baby scene was just like one of those like scenes just cringe at like oh my god mm-hmm. this is great horror right now however there is no excusing sucker punch no so okay so so i will <laughs> not to not to uh not put down but to put down guillermo or you i think sucker punch was the movie zack snyder wanted to make he put sexy girls sexy girl in a schoolgirl outfit uh steampunk dragons he did everything he wanted to do everything he loved he put it in one movie he didn't and, put a story in there. And exactly. But the story made no sense because she's, you know, it's just all well, in the her story head. was a rape fantasy, which is a little bit yeah, worrying. Yeah, that was the, that yeah. Was the yeah. um... A rape fantasy? Yeah. That's what it's oh, all about, right? She retreats into her own mind because she's being raped. What? Yeah. So you didn't even get that. See, that's what I mean. Like, they could have gone more into depth than that. They could have made it an actual character study of a story and how this escapism manifests in these images, but they just made it a series of images. Well, like, I'll, like I just remember, like, every time they... Tr- from what I took from it, like, every time... They're doing something. Like she's dancing, or they're trying to take the knife from the chef. Instead of like showing her actually doing it, they're just making it into this completely pointless action sequence, like in her head. Like, like I said, for the individual action sequences are awesome. Like I, I love action movies for what they are. Transformers, it, tra- the Transformers movies, particularly Dark Side of the Moon. I really like the Transformers. It's like they're like they're not like they're not Dark Oscar movies, but if you want to watch an action movie with robots fighting. Those movies are awesome. Yeah. Oh, they're so offensive, though. Uh, should we move yeah, on to the next bit of feedback? <laughs> yeah. like oh, yeah. that, but I really, really like the Transformers movies as well. A lot of people shoot them down because they're not, you know, they don't don't feel like Transformers. But I actually find them very enjoyable and very watchable. I mean, this is the whole idea of what Pacific Rim was meant to be. It was meant to be the kind of the pinnacle of just to sit back and enjoy some damn good action you know what I mean and that's what Transformers were as well and even Shia even Shia LaBeouf was good in it like you know intelligence and spectacle any kind (laughs) of debatable for some people but I actually (laughs) thought it was very funny I don't think it's mutually exclusive like one of the things I like about GTA is that it is ridiculous and spectacular but also Mm -hmm. it does have it does I think tell a pretty good story and it tries really hard and it has it has a little bit of um you know, it's very easy it's to do when you have it's 300 hours of gameplay to of do course, it in, or yes. if you even have a TV mm. show. But like, I think that smart action is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I that's just my taste. Like, I prefer. I agree. Movies with my my, my mum, bless her heart, 
She always says something. She's a massive Oh, Alex, Alex Mayer in there. Sue and Waitrose. She says, help. So I was just surprised. No, she says that my mum, my real mum, um, says that good science fiction has to make sense. And that stayed with me my entire life because it does. It has to be a realistic Internal science. Consistency. It has to be attainable science. It yeah. has to be believable science. Isaac Asimov was the king of yeah. human science. Yeah, well, and every time they try and make a movie of his books they ruin it they, they just try and make it a big sp- they just try and make it all about the visual I and the thing is was 19 pages long the, oh. the, the, the short story Bicentennial Man was I think 40 pages mm. long mm. that was okay but what, what, what the I mean what he did for sci-fi for me was make it not about the science and about people again yeah, like he made relatable idea. awesome human stories that also happen to be science fiction yeah. and, and that is what an action movie should do it should uh, be or a science so movie before we go to two, uh, best, one of the best science fiction movies Inception in my, in my opinion. See, this is what happens when Warner Brothers gives a director the chance to do something that he really wants to make and he, knows what he's do- and he knows what he's doing. Like, when they gave him the money and Zack Snyder got the money, he made Sucker Punch. Chris Nolan made Inception, one of the greatest movies like in the last Nolan 20 years. Chris Nolan earned the right with Memento and with Batman before they gave him that opportunity. It feels yeah. like Zack Snyder, they just went, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I just think there's a great parallel there where you, with someone who's actually massively talented and smart, they make Inception and that's what oh, and the they, prestige and they, as well and but I mean you're talking about different filmmakers like Chris uh, yeah, Nolan exactly, doesn't yeah. he's, I mean he can do spectacle but he's about narrative yeah yeah exactly you know I, mean? Yeah. That's, I mean Memento is one of the most he subverted what is a traditional version of storytelling and told it in a new way and that's mm. amazing but he's he's evolved Chris Nolan has evolved like starting with like um, the, 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 the following the follower mm-hmm. it's like the follower it's a very simple movie and he starts Memento and then he gets like Batman Begins and Prestige which is like it starts. That's where he starts getting the more spectacle, and then um, Inception, which is like it's a fantastic narrative that he combined the narrative and the spectacle of like. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. we gotta go to two. Next bit of feedback. Yes. Is from Callum, who says. Uh, I'm not sure if I fall into the majority or the minority here, but personally, I'll be digitally downloading all of my next gen library. With that being the case, will pre-order bonuses such as extra maps, free packs, figurines, cars, night vision goggles, and so on become non-existent? What can the digital marketplace offer to get your pre-order? So you can get digital pre-order bonuses already, right? Yeah, but I mean, I think the main thing that he's referring to here is like all the physical stuff that you get in a special edition of a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what but, is there anything that's gonna like? What are they gonna do to try and get your pre-order through a digital marketplace? You'll order them online. Cheaper, I mean... Maybe it'll be a digital code for a 3D printer that you can print your own... Uh, <laughs> I mean, what, what they do, I mean, you, what, I imagine if the physical stuff, it'll just become merchandising. I mean, they'll give more away with digital downloads in terms of costume packs, whatever, yeah. like extra levels, whatever you need. But this kind of merchandising stuff, I mean, why wouldn't you try and make money out of that? They I think will do. also, yeah. like, if you want the, like, the super special ed figurine stuff, you will buy the physical copy. Like, yeah. I've ordered yeah. a physical copy of Wind Waker... Um, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker because it comes I, with an I, amazing Ganondorf figure. I buy these figure. models off Sideshow Collectibles all the time and they're absolutely incredible. Mm. You like models? Well, also? No, you know, I don't import Russian models. I buy <laughs> figurines. <laughs> <laughs> I have a house full of figurines that I... It's got to the point now where I don't need any more. I was, I was in Japan for a week and there was a time four, five years ago where if I'd been in Japan for a week I would come back with a suitcase full of figurines mm. and robots. Now you're like, it has to be the right one. I've well, yeah, now, now I bought spare. two. Yeah. <laughs> was just oh, like a, maybe I'm growing out of them finally. Very mature. Who has number three? <laughs> I have number three. Um, yes. Hello, I'm Ethan Yu from Sydney, Australia. 
G'day. Who is it? G'day, mate. It's <laughs> from Nick uh, okay. from Sydney. Uh, you're probably sick of GTA questions, but I was wondering if you guys have created your own epic movie-like scenario in GTA simply by chance or by planning it out. Mine happened to me simply by accident. I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we were wondering how long yeah, this is going to Yeah, no, it's like, it stopped being funny a long time ago. Mine happened to me simply by accident when I was having an air battle with the police over the city in a helicopter and I was taking a lot of damage. My chopper was about to explode, so I bailed. Deciding not to deploy my parachute, I let Franklin fall to his demise. It's a bit mean, isn't it? Little did I know I was placed directly above someone's swimming pool in their backyard and splashed to safely. I lost my four stars immediately after and then casually walked down the street as if nothing happened. Hope to hear from you. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Now, video or it didn't happen. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. There was a great video yesterday that I saw on GTA of somebody, they go up um, Mount Kiliad, you know, where the cable cars are, yeah. jumped on a motorbike, jumped off, parachuted down, landed on top of one of the cable cars. Right. I thought that was kind of right. cool. So you, yeah. you did something similar. You, you jumped off. I tried to do it and landed on a tractor, but um, yeah, I crashed into some pylons and died. So <laughs> not quite as graceful. Not quite the finish. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I want to see that video. Um, I have an email here from Edward Sweet. He says that an IMAX cinema was just recently opened where he lives. They're bringing back a load of old IMAX films and he wants to know which, to, which he should go and see. So these are the ones to select from. Uh, Avatar 3D, the special edition, Life of Pi 3D, Batman Begins or Prometheus 3D. Um, well, you got well. Personally, you got to go for ones that aren't three D conversions. So yeah. take out Prometheus and take out the Batman. Um, well, I mean, Batman Begins on on the IMAX is still fantastic. Yeah. You've got those extra sequences, but I, I would say I'd hang on for the Dark Knight to see that IMAX. Really? Because it's got oh, more sequences, right? We did. We saw the Dark Knight at IMAX. Yeah, and it looks amazing on really? IMAX. Yeah. yeah. Same, yeah, with uh, Dark Knight Rise as well. Like, it really does bring something to it. I, I, rem- I hate 3D. I hate it. I always have done. I think yeah. it's... Yeah. I think, I That's a conversation we frequently have on this podcast. Yeah, I, I, I think like it's it. absolutely moronic. I just want to like watch it. a movie. I don't want to be in it. Um, yeah. But I... I, I <laughs> you are an actor. When I watch it, I don't want to be... I, that, that, the glasses hurt my face. Also, being an actor, you should want to be Yeah, I really want to be... Really be you, know, you know what I mean, though? I don't want to, when I'm watching it, I just want to watch it on a 2D screen. That's all I want it to do. I want to be able to think without having to move it every five minutes because my nose... But when I watched Avatar, was the first time. There's a bit where he walks over this branch and looks down, and the camera tilts with him. And I was in, the, and I actually went, Whoa. Yeah, I yeah. actually had to like sit back, and I got, I get vertigo. So that was the first time I'd ever seen 3D used, used. properly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apart Cameron. from like uh, Alton Towers, all those rides. Where yeah, there's 4D <laughs> rides. But like Life of Pi actually was the best example of it because what they did on Life of Pi, which I thought was brilliant, and I've never seen this used in 3D before, is they didn't bring things out of the screen. They added depth back. Mm. That's what the 3DS there. does. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't bring things out; it just adds depth. And that's yeah. that was some of the best 3D I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, to answer to your question, I'd say personally, I'd say Avatar 3D because I think that is probably the best 3D use of 3D yep. you, uh, in a movie. Yeah. Or Life of Pi, like Rob says. So. Or, or Dark Knight or Prometheus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we cleared that up. Avatar. Yeah. Now, uh, so Aiden Sims has got a question that I never thought anybody would ever ask: is Will PlayStation Home be making the jump to PS4? Who gives a shit? Has anyone here actually bothered with PlayStation Home at any point? This guy. Clearly. I have played PlayStation Home out of morbid curiosity. 
Uh, and it, it's a fascinating social experiment. It's but so I weird. I get really angry when I try to go to PlayStation Store and I stick play- yes. yeah, PlayStation yeah, yeah. Home Max. And beta. I'm like, oh, no. Did they ever take that beta tag off? I don't think they did. <laughs> but I actually, so I asked, I asked Shuhei Yoshida about this last week. Okay. And he said we will have an announcement to make soon, but nothing to say at this time. Right. Yeah. So, so well, he basically wants his fix of robot dancing, and that's the problem with PlayStation Home because that's all that anybody ever does. It's just stand there and just Japanese does a little dance. Japanese PlayStation Home used to be the weirdest place. This, this guy needs to go to a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese PlayStation Home had like all these weird little developers here since. I don't know if I want to know what Japanese PlayStation Home has. They they make like whole little worlds like within PlayStation Home. Like they really embrace PlayStation Home over there, and it's all these weird developers that have since died, as we were talking about, like Irem, Um, and Mm. they made like you know like strange little feudal Japanese towns and like dungeons that you could explore. See, that doesn't surprise me that they have dungeons in their homes. That was really weird. (laughs) And they had, um, and one developer turned the whole of PlayStation home into an RPG for, for a weekend for April Fool's Day. And it was it was all very 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 strange and interesting, but no one ever really did anything that interesting with uh, no. with it abroad. The reason for that is it's not interesting. People they've made a ton oh. of money off PlayStation Home, like a really? Lot, yeah, yeah. It's one of the most. It's a financial success story. What they sell a load of like fakes. Well, like, if they made money things. and it was successful, yes, yeah, 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 that was what we can assume it will come yeah. there because it actually made Sony a right. ton of money. I did not know that. Last go. piece of feedback. We were talking about this briefly earlier, but David Benmore asks. Um, first, I was hoping you could give a plug for DevCon 1 Plymouth's first big comic and sci-fi convention taking place on Saturday the 21st of September. Oh, it's already Oops. gone. <laughs> Sorry about that, David. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, buddy. Anyway, your question was... Next year. Uh, <laughs> um, what is your most treasured game or piece of gaming merchandise? Oh. Um, I'm a big fan of my Los Santos hat now. <laughs> since, uh, <laughs> a Los since Santos I, your, your Rockstar money hat. My Rockstar money hat, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. got to say that. How about you, Alex? Oh, God. I don't know. I don't really value that kind of stuff. I've got three. So jaded. You are I'm not so jaded, jaded, but I just... I'm, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I, I honestly buy games to play the games, not for the tap that comes with it. Mm. Talking Wait, of taps, what's your, about most, your, what's your most treasured game, then? Well, so there's, there's two different things. There's either you, you stuff that comes with the game. Yep. Or stuff that you buy because you love the game, right? Yeah. So like, okay. the second. Thing. So like, I have, I have all my, almost all my tattoos are gaming related because I right. love video games. I used to have um, a ski on from the original Tomb Raider, like all the pieces of ski on wow. that like, attached yeah. together. It lost when I moved from Fresno to San Francisco, uh. um, which is a city, Fresno city in California that no one knows about. But uh, yeah, I used to have a ski on, and I'm trying to find it again, but on eBay or on. Amazon, the, uh, the same one I can't find it. But yeah, that's wow. Dion was Tomb Raider. The original Tomb Raider is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, it's a brilliant game. Yeah, it's I can I can still play it today and have a crap ton of fun. Oh, I play Dungeon Keeper one every day, pretty much. Still, yeah, still. Oh. I think it's I think it was that and Daggerfall were the best p- games ever released on like the old PCs. Mm. Do you have anything? In, do you have Do you have merchandise from that game? Um, no, I don't think they were doing merchandise back then. I, I mean, I, I have the games and collector's edition boxes and everything like that. Um, but the the only piece of actual merchandising I went out of my way to get is I got a uh, like a two foot tall, beautiful figurine of uh, of Arthas from Wrath of the Lich King, uh, World of Warcraft. Um, that's probably the only piece of gaming uh, paraphernalia I actually mm. own. I would say the the thing I'd like the most of my stupidly ginormous connection of pointless things is the Majora's Mask mm. figure I've got. I've got a skull kid. There's this company called First for Figures 
and they do amazing Nintendo figurines. And they're, they're very limited and they're ruinously expensive. Like I had to get this as a Christmas present from three members of my family. It was too expensive to buy. <laughs> and um, it's just a really beautiful like contemplative skull kid. And it's about you know 12 inches big. Um, but I like it because I have a lot of like plastic tat from games. Yeah. And uh, I have a lot of um, you know figures like Revoltek figures and Figma figures that you get from Japan, and they're all very fine. But there's lots of those, you know. There's there's loads of them. Um, whereas this thing feels more like a piece of art, like and it yeah, costs as much why as a piece I of art. Yeah, that's the as well because it's art- it's beautiful. And say, like, rather yeah. than a bit of merch, it feels like a, an object. Yeah. I, d- I would never buy appreciate. merchandise that felt like merchandise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I just, what's the point? You know, I I I, I would buy a, an Assassin's Creed costume if it was really good you know? <laughs> <laughs> there are outfits that I would think oh you know I mean I, I, I'm going to be able to keep my suit from Pacific Rim and I'm going to put it on a mannequin wow, that's and awesome that's and then, awesome. And then that's Halloween, awesome. Halloween, Halloween I'm going to go so out cool. dressed as me like, it's going to be awesome like, who are you I'm idea. still me um, <laughs> make sure you take the figures out as well that would go mad on Reddit but uh, so I, I would never want to buy something that felt cheap or mass produced. I, it, like I loved Wrath of the Lich King when it was on for, for World of Warcraft, yeah. and I thought that Arthas, the character and the history, I really loved it. Yeah. So when I saw there was this beautiful figurine, I went out and got it because it meant a lot to me. Yeah. But I would never just buy something for the sake of buying it. That's yeah. how I feel about this. Isn't a plug, but like um, I think they're called Sideshow Collection. Sideshow Collectibles. So Sideshow, Sideshow Collectibles. Then wants to do my. Arthur's figure. So like, um, they do. I think I've, I've seen them do one game thing, but they're mostly movies. And I have. They're like, doing all the Pacific Rim figures as well. Really incredible. I have like five swords from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I I know they're like mass produced, mass produced, but like they're beautiful. And they're That's like, it. Yeah. Like the the handle on Leg- Legolas's like sword is like engraved. It's it's beautiful and it's mm-hmm. awesome, and I really like it. But it's not a game, so I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it for all the feedback and indeed this week's podcast right yeah so if you want to send any letters in or emails letters, probably, letters, letters. letters. Uh, send them to IGN underscore UK feedback <laughs> stamped addressed envelope <laughs> IGN it would actually make our week to have a letter IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com or if you want to write a letter to Keza her home address is <laughs> I'm just kidding um, also follow us on Twitter at IGN UK on Facebook at IGN UK Rob what's your Twitter address uh, at Robert Kaczynski there you go and what are there you, you plugging today what am I plugging? True Blood, airing on Monday, the 30th of September at 10 p.m. on Fox. In the UK. In the UK. In the UK. In the UK. Is it's already been in out and out in America. There you go. So, yeah, thanks to Rob and thanks to Eric for joining us on the podcast. We thanks will be back the same time next week. Until then. then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Are you Bye-bye. back next week? Anyway, here for Eric will be here for <laughs> Eric here forever. Well, I live thanks here. very much for coming. With you and Gideon Wright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.